Hello there, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Games That Made Me podcast, a personal reflection on a life spent gaming. I'm your host, Brendan Kelly. Thank you for deciding to tune in and give this podcast a try. I appreciate the company as I embark on a personal journey through my own gaming history, from my childhood in the fabulous 80s all the way up to the present day. In this podcast, I'll share the video games that have had the biggest impact on my life and explore the reasons behind why they were so influential. In last week's episode, I focused on the various areas in which Nino Kuni did not quite hit the mark. In this week's episode, I will be examining the biggest mysteries in Nino Kuni, as well as the game's unanswered questions. And before I begin this week's episode, just a warning, this particular episode has major spoilers for Nino Kuni and the Wrath of the White Witch. I would highly recommend not listening to this episode until you have gotten the chance to play through the title if you have not already done so. Alrighty then, so the first mystery of the game for me is who is the soulmate of Oliver's mother. A little background information for those who haven't played the game in a while. You'll remember that people in our world share a soulmate with someone or something in the other world. The game also tells you that if one soulmate dies, their connected soulmate in the other world will die as well. Much later in the story, in a very emotional moment of the game, we learn that it is possible to sever the link between soulmates in order to stop one person from dying if their other half was in the process of dying. And we see that in the case of Shadar being able to sever the link between his soul and Oliver's soul so that Oliver will not end up passing away when Shadar dies. As the story progresses, we eventually learn that Oliver's mother, Allie, was the great sage Alicia from the other world. The whole game, at least for me, you end up thinking that Allie is Oliver's mother in our world, the great sage Alicia is her soulmate in the other world, when in fact they were one and the same person. Apparently, Alicia used the Breach time spell in order to escape from Shadar's clutches, and she ends up traveling into the future, arriving in our world, hoping that she can locate Shadar's soulmate so that she can destroy him, and thereby she would end Shadar's reign of terror. So to reiterate, Oliver cannot be reunited with his mother again, because his mother, Allie, was the same person as the great sage, Alicia. So when the great sage, Alicia, died, that was also his mother who died. Given that revelation in the game, I would assume that at the moment the great sage, Alicia, aka Oliver's mother, Allie, passed away in our world, whoever... Alicia's soulmate in our world was passed away as well. And it's not a big deal for the story, but I just always wonder who was the great sage Alicia's soulmate in our world, because the game really does not broach the subject. One of the biggest mysteries for me with this game, and probably one of the biggest unanswered questions I have is who was Oliver's father? There's absolutely no mention or reference to Oliver's father throughout the entire game. 
it would seem logical that at least the topic of Oliver's father would have been brought up upon learning that there was no way he could save his mom. And it really intrigues me that Oliver himself is not curious. I mean, we don't know what his mother told him growing up. And Oliver is still at a rather young age, but I don't think he's at such a young age that he wouldn't start to ask questions of his mom, especially when his friends all have two parents. So I can't imagine that at some point Oliver in the past didn't start questioning his mom as to who his dad was, where his dad was located. It's quite possible that maybe Oliver wouldn't have been able to meet his father because we know that his mother time-traveled into the future to escape from Shadar, and it could be entirely probable that he might be dead at the time that the game story takes place. But again, it doesn't really seem that Alicia was able to travel too far into the future for that to be valid, as the other great sages, Rashad, Kulan, and Marcuson, are all still living. But it's nonetheless intriguing to me that the game doesn't even broach the subject of who Oliver's father was, as I think, personally, it would have made for an interesting side story, at the least, or even a major plot point. Because again, you have to remember that this game is set in post-World War II America. This was a time in the 1950s, I'm assuming, or even 1960s, where single-parent households would have been a lot less common than they are today. And now that I'm remembering this, at the very beginning of the game, all the scenes when Oliver is in mourning, no one in his family, immediate or extended family, is there for him. It looks like he's essentially living in his house by himself, with Layla checking in on him and making sure that he's okay, but you would think that there would be somebody with some relation to Oliver that would be there in that circumstance looking after and taking care of him. Not to mention that Oliver, I believe in the story, is supposed to be 12 years old. And in my book, that's old enough even during that time period to be asking your mom tough questions about the lack of having another parent in the household. And once Oliver discovers that his mom came from the other world, it seems highly plausible to me that characters in the other world would try to help Oliver locate his father, who is probably still alive in the other world, given the fact that even though the great sage Alicia traveled forward in time, the other great sages are still alive in the other world. So it seems highly plausible and likely that Oliver's father would have still been living in the other world And it could have been a major part of the story of the game to try to reunite father and son. My next mystery for this title is why didn't Oliver just use the Breach Time spell to travel backwards in time to his world? The game does a great job of explaining that a wizard can only use the Breach Time spell once in their lifetime. But it stands to reason that if the great sage Alicia could use it to go forward in time, 
and end up in our world. So she's not only going forward in time in the future, but she's going to a totally different world as well. It just seems logical that Oliver could have also used that same spell to time travel back to his own world before the events transpired with Phil that led to his mother passing away. Of course, if Oliver would have chosen that option, since he can only use that spell once in his life, he would essentially be sealing the fate of the people of the other world, suffering from brokenheartedness and open to the destructive whims of Shadar and the White Witch. We know that Oliver is not a selfish person, and he wants to do what's right, So it does make sense that even if he had been presented with that as an option, he most likely would not have chosen it. Not to mention, had he chosen that particular option, Drippy, Esther, Swain, etc., they would have all been against it, as their own world would not have been ultimately saved. But it is nonetheless intriguing that this option was never offered to him at any point in the game's story, not even by Shadar himself, who, if you think about it, would have had much to gain by convincing Oliver to do so. If Shadar could have convinced him to use the Breach Time spell to go back to the past and back to his own world and save his own mother, he could have had free reign over the other world. Quite possibly, the biggest mystery of this title is did the events that happen in Nino Kuni really occur to Oliver, or did they all just occur in Oliver's head? This is a tough one. The more times I have played through this game, the more that I have given thought to the possibility that the other world that Oliver travels to is simply imaginary and completely inside Oliver's head. The first time I played this title, that is not the route I wanted to go with my analysis I really wanted to believe that the other world truly existed, but the more time I've spent with the title, I have to say that there's a lot of evidence that points to that being the case, that the other world is simply an imaginary world that Oliver creates in his head. The magic wand that he originally finds to help him get to the other world is a tree branch that he finds in his neighborhood. Drippy, the fairy who helps him so much on his journey, is a treasured stuffed animal given to him by his mom, something that would have taken on new meaning and new importance after her tragic passing. And simply the fact that all of the people that he knows in his small town of Motorville happen to be the major characters in the story, albeit in fantastical forms, but they're still all present. Now, if this is the case, if Oliver truly is imagining this other world, and it's all in his head, it makes perfect sense that his soulmate is Shadar. His struggle against his grief and his despair at losing his mom is an internal one. Should he give in to the grief and despair that he is currently feeling, as both Shadar and Queen Cassiopeia did, we can only assume that he will end up just like them. The journey that Oliver sets out on is one that's completely in his head. He needs to be able to mentally deal with his grief and process 
his emotions in his own way in order to be able to move on with his life. Becoming a wizard, traveling to another world where he's the hero, forming close bonds of friendship along the way with fantastical versions of all the people and animals that he knows in his town, especially his stuffed animal being his best friend. All of those reasons in my mind all point to things that a child might do in order to cope with such an immense loss. Leaning on pretend and fantasy role-playing are hallmarks of what children all over the world do, both in order to better understand the world around them and to deal with situations that arise that are beyond their comprehension. The fifth mystery of Nino Kuni is why does Shadar look like the spitting image of Oliver? If you remember from the game, Shadar was known as Lucian, and he looks like the spitting image of Oliver, which makes sense because the game does reveal that soulmates between worlds do appear very similar in appearance. For example, King Tom and Timmy Toldrum, the Caulifa and Layla, Esther and Myrtle would be some great examples. On the one hand, it could be that Oliver, though, is simply looking at a spitting image of himself when he sees Shadar as to what he would become in the future if he were to let his grief and despair take over his life. But the most intriguing aspect to this for me is I really do believe that Lucian could very well have been Oliver's real father. It's revealed in a flashback that Lucian did save Oliver's mother when she was a young girl during a war, and he gave her his pendant. So the two of them obviously knew each other, and the fact that Alicia owed her life to Lucian's kindness before he became an agent of destruction for the White Witch, that's a pretty key part of this theory for me. It's not too far-fetched to imagine that Alicia thought she could save Shadar by tapping into the same kindness that he had showed her all those years ago. But when she realizes that she can't do that, and he's too far gone to the dark side, as they say, she decides to cast the one spell that will keep herself and her future child safe from him, which would be the Breach Time spell. All this leads me to a satisfying explanation for why Shadar would willingly choose to prolong Oliver's life by severing the bond between them. His love for Alicia would be part of that, causes him to make the ultimate sacrifice because otherwise, why would he do such a thing? His one goal, according to all the previous cutscenes, was to stop the pure-hearted one. So it stands to reason that if his death achieved that aim, which it would've, he would've gladly taken it. And the fact that he chooses not to do that, and he chooses to sever the bond between their souls to allow Oliver to win and to go on and challenge the White Witch, and he actually does the right thing, in my mind, could indicate the possibility that there's definitely a strong connection between the two of them. The next one for me is just really an unanswered question more than anything else, and that is who is Swain's soulmate? 
There's really not an explanation needed for this particular one. I believe he is the only character in the game for which there is no soulmate in Oliver's world. This is rather bizarre, given that even animals in one world have a soulmate in the other. You can look at Tengri the dragon, Timmy Toldrum the cat as examples of that. The best explanation I can come up with is that Swain could be the soulmate of perhaps an imaginary friend of Oliver's. Though, to be honest, the game gives no indication that this would be the case. And the last mystery is, what is the deal with P? So, before I go into this, here's what we know about the character of P. She's a young version of Queen Cassiopeia before the tragic events in her life life occur that twists her into the White Witch. She ensures that Oliver finds the wand at the beginning of the game that allows him to travel to the other world. For most of the game, she only appears to Oliver in our world. Drippy, Esther, and Swain cannot see nor hear her, and they think that Oliver is talking to himself like a crazy person. Once the White Witch causes the mana crisis, Oliver is able to convince P to join his friends in saving the other world from the White Witch. Upon traveling to the other world, P finally becomes visible to the rest of your party and helps to get rid of the mana crisis. Now, it does make sense that your party members would now be able to interact with P upon her arrival in the other world. At the very end of the game, they reveal more background information about P. She was born when Cassiopeia became sad and didn't know what to do. Because Oliver made the White Witch better after defeating her for the second time in battle, P reveals that she no longer needs to look after her. And after that revelation... P leaves and becomes a part of the White Witch, thereby restoring the true form of Queen Cassiopeia. But every time I finish this game, I still am left with many questions regarding P. Exactly what is P? Is she a ghost? A vision? A part of Cassiopeia's soul? Why is she only appearing in Oliver's world for the majority of the game? How was she able to get to Oliver's world in the first place, when she was clearly created in the other world. Did Queen Cassiopeia have a soulmate in Oliver's world? If so, who would that be? Maybe that's another person without a soulmate, and I should add that to my explanation. And then who created P? I'm inclined to believe it was Queen Cassiopeia herself that somehow managed to preserve her innocence before she became corrupted by the machinations of the Zodiarchy. But how was this done? What spell was used to do it? Could the same thing have been done by Lucian? And especially intriguing, could Oliver be to Shadar what P was to the White Witch. Remember that once Oliver set Shadar free by defeating him, Lucian is restored to the point before he became Shadar in much the same way as P was able to restore the White Witch. This would mean that Oliver was created at the point right before Lucian was corrupted. And again, who would be capable of such a thing? The great sage Alicia? And of course, if the whole other world is in Oliver's head this whole time, then none of those questions 
really matter. And that does it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed my analysis and insight into the biggest mysteries and unanswered questions of Nino Kuni and the Wrath of the White Witch. I hope you will join me next week when I will begin to explore another one of my favorite all-time video games, Dragon Quest VIII. In the meantime, please feel free to visit my website at www.thegamesatmainbe.com. You can also start up a conversation with me by sending me a message at thegamesatmainbe at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts about Nino Kuni and your own personal experiences with this title. Until next time, I hope you lose yourself in an amazing video game or two. Take care.